Well, welcome to the Transforming for the Future podcast. I'm your host, Milan Taylor, the global energy industry leader at Mercer. I'm delighted to be chatting with Kai Anderson, who leads Mercer's transformation practice across Europe. Hello, Kai. Hey, Milan. Great to be here with you. Yeah, really looking forward to this conversation. And look, today um, we are going to be concentrating on the importance of culture for organizations that are transforming themselves. So Kai, look, you're an award-winning consultant and a globally recognized author in the HR transformation space. Why is culture important for any G organizations in transformation right now? Milan, um, transformation is strategy execution in the end. And, and I guess we all remember um, Peter Drucker's famous words, uh, which, which were um, culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? For sure. And, and we see um, from, from our last year's talent trends, for example, 65% of business leaders recognize that culture is more important for performance than an organization's strategy or operating model. That's 65%. So and, and there, there is another word out, which is like culture is the new structure, right? So we believe that culture is one of the most important levers you have in transforming an organization. And managing transforming culture is, you know, only possible with the people in your organization. Kai, culture can be challenging for large organizations to fully understand, let alone change. What's your advice for energy firms that are looking to change their culture as they shape and reform themselves? Yeah, Milan, um, as we all know, changing culture is a long distance run and, and not a sprint. So um, we need to acknowledge that. But on the other hand, we need to acknowledge the fact that the industry is changing at fast pace. Yeah, yeah. So um, that, that, that is crucial. So, so um, there needs to be a highly committed and determined leadership um, on top of the organization to foster that change. And of course, we need middle management, right, to um, make the changes to the behaviors um, that we want to see, right? So, so that is crucial here. Um, and we need to call out the things that need to shift. And that is, of course, when we talk like about coming from command and control towards more trust and empowerment, that is something which is crucial. Um, these are the things that need to change and others, you know, we need to preserve like, like um, the entire safety um, culture, um, which is, you know, which, which has um, been built over decades in the industry, which is something that will remain strong in, in the future. So making leaders, managers aware of the things that need to change, aware of the things that we need to preserve, and then make sure that they get into a dialogue with, you know, the organization, with employees, yeah, yeah. with inappropriate behavior. So Kai, could you give us some examples of, of where you're seeing organizations making these culture changes? What are, what are the things that are really making an impact and, and driving it forward for, for those clients that you're working with? Milan, that's um, first of all, calling out the things that need to change. And, and here we're talking mindset. On the one hand, we're take, talking behavior on the other hand. And calling out appropriate behavior is something that is very powerful in an organizational, um, in, in a transformational exercise. And um, to, to really then follow up on these changes with regard to behavior, we need feedback instruments, we need feedback mechanisms. We, we have heavy things like 360 degrees feedbacks. 
We have lighter things like one-to-one feedbacks. Um, we change the way performance is managed in organizations. So all of that is meant to foster behavior um, that is appropriate towards taking ownership on the one hand and empowering on the other hand. And that empowerment kind of thing is out there for a while, right? But most organizations have failed to get to the state of where they really empower the parts of their organization that are capable of making the change, being creative, finding new ways of doing things, right? Um, and so, so, so here we, we see companies making progress when when they really work on their feedback mechanisms and um, when they start reflecting on what they're doing. And of course, in this industry, um, safety and safety culture has been such an important part of the DNA for for decades plus. What, what's your perspective on on culture change and safety? Any, any words of advice uh, for, for, for listeners? Milan, there are things that are non-negotiable. Right. And, and safety, of course, and, and the kind of safety culture that um, the industry has developed um, over time is something that is important to be kept. Right. And, and so when, when we're talking about transforming a culture, we will need to look carefully into what do we need to preserve? What has made us successful and will be, you know, a root cause for success in the future? Um, and then we need to see, you know, what, what, you know, things have maybe made us successful, but are not things that will make us successful um, in the future. I mean, I think that's a hugely important point. It's, it's not about taking a wholesale transformation and changing everything. I think what you're saying is preserve some of those things that are embedded in the organization's DNA that deserve to be kept such as safety and that element of culture, but also uh, be quite specific in rooting out uh, areas that, that you need to change as the organization faces new business model or external environmental pressures. So um, that's great. Look, it takes, I think, a long time for culture to change. Um, how, how do organizations know when they're actually moving the needle? What, what does success look like? I'm sure it comes in, in different, uh, different guises. Yeah, maybe maybe let's have a word on 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 time um, anyway, because I think it is an important aspect of also when we look at the energy sector, right, where decisions have been made, um, you know, um, for for um, a horizon of decades rather than yep, years. Yep. Right? So there is, I think, there is a cultural disposition. I would say. Um, that is part of, um, well, something we need to look at, um, right? So, um, when we want to, when we want to create new solutions, when we want to change the business model, when we want to get into, um, let's say, um, greener energy, um, we probably need to speed up, right? And that kind of, speed, that acceleration is something we, which, which also has a cultural angle. Right. So we need to make clear that people understand that there is the, the time we had in the past, right, will need um, to, to um, be um, squeezed into shorter periods of 
times for decision making. And then, of course, you know, we, we're talking a lot about, you know, new era culture, these kind of things. Um, we need to see if we're on the right path and, and maybe steer against that. So that is something which which will be probably part of the exercises in most organizations in the, in the energy sector. And does MERSA have a cultural transformation uh, model that, that helps organizations understand where they are in that journey? Yes, of course, Milan. Um, and um, we wouldn't start with that, right? So, um, frankly, in transformation, we would start with what we call the embark phase, which is um, we create a target picture of the future state which would be true for both, let's say, the operating model, um, which would be true for the culture and also like the workforce, the big levers we are using. Yeah, so yeah. the first phase would be what we call a North Star exercise to, to jointly dream the future. Um, you know, when we have that, we would use that for activating um, uh, each and everybody in the organization working towards that desired future state. Then there is the moment of truth, right? And that is what you're we're referring to, which is, you know, we have to make sure we understand where we are and we have to understand the obstacles, the barriers. Um, Edgar Schein calls that mm -hmm. artifacts, right? And it is striking that, you know, um, 67% of, of leaders today say we're working on our culture. And here's the but less than 50%, 46% of employees, right, don't see it. And, and that is something, you know, which is which is then coming together when we talk about what is what is holding us back, right? That is what is tangible artifacts, you know, what is holding us back from from behaving like the way we want to behave. Um, and you need to be consequent in removing these barriers. Right. And these can be um, written, unwritten rules. These can be decision making policies. These, this can be things like, you know, um, company car policies, you know, um, the symbols also yeah. that, we're, we're, that we're working on. You're describing organizations have to be very disciplined, it seems to me, in order to really move the needle in an agile way to change their cultures. It's uh, it's no longer a slow process, and, and they've got to be very intentional by, by all accounts. Why should energy firms look to work with transformation subject matter experts such as yourself and Mercer as they continue to transform themselves as the industry evolves and changes? Yeah, Milan... Um... Uh, more than more than 50% of uh, organizations are struggling with the scale and, and sustainability of change when, when they're, for example, transforming their operating model or, or you know, transforming towards agility, for example. To, to transform an organization means to bring it from one energy level to another energy level, right? To, to, to use that um, picture. Um, and for that, you need to infuse energy, right? So in most systems are not capable of you know generating enough energy from itself from in itself they would rather call in resources and energy from outside and this is what we provide right we provide the expertise we provide the resources the skills um, we are guiding companies on that path, which is a complex exercise, as you've said before, right? So we know how to master that complexity and we can fill the gaps where an organization has not the capabilities um, to follow um, 
that that roadmap. And um, and and maybe you know just just another word on what it takes here. That is, there is an analytical side to that. Most organizations are very good in that, right? To like reframe the operating model. That is very analytical. There is an emotional part when we talk culture. Quite some of that is is you know um, really people management um, is psychology, but is really you know getting close to people, understand their needs, and that is something that we bring to the party, right? That is something which is a combination, a balance of analytical and emotional support we give. Fantastic. So emotional and rational bundled together through expertise. It sounds uh, it sounds great. So look, Kai, many thanks for joining us today. Uh, you can find more information about how Mercer is helping energy firms as they transition at uh, mercer.com. Thank you for listening. We're planning to continue this discussion. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be sharing new content and more conversations about how we're transforming the future of work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>